It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE. And we can't forget about AEW. Viewers Choice on the North South Coast. Viewers Choice on the North South Coast. Viewers Choice on the North South Connection. All right. The sun is out. The birds are singing. There's not a care in the world. It is a Saturday afternoon premium live event. Round of applause. Uh, yes, it was in Saudi Arabia, um, but we still watched it. Welcome to Viewer's Choice uh, here only. Well, not only, but here on the North-South Connection podcast feed. I'm Tim, joined as always by my good, close, personal friend and the co-host of WWE War here on the North South Connection, it's Marcus. Marcus, how in the H are you? Uh, I'm good, man. And right off the top, uh, this podcast existing covering this event is not an endorsement of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, its politics, <laughs> or uh, anything related to such. Uh, we're just here to talk about wrestling. Uh, that's it. Uh, I want to read a tweet that I saw today um, that uh, kind of made me uh feel bad and it was uh not coming from a place of tribalism here especially because aew has been frustrating me lately but if you're watching a wwe premium live event broadcast from saudi arabia on a beautiful saturday afternoon you have shit in your brain and shit in your heart (laughs) oh man so we're the shit hearts and uh (laughs) We did it, uh, but we watched it so you don't have to. Uh, but right. I will say up front, if you're a wrestling person, uh, I mean, this show is really good. I, I think it's really good. We're not going to get too far into it. But what we do here, if it's your first time listening, or your first time in a long time, we'll catch you back up. We tell you what's must watch, what's must skip, who the MVP of the eve- the afternoon was, the Saudi Arabian night. Um, but Marcus, do you have the card from uh, the Jetta Superdome? <laughs> and are you still just cracking up from shit in your brain and shit in your heart? No, I want to sing the Aladdin song <laughs> about Arabian Saudi Nights. Arabian but there's Nights. there's no way that's not going to come off as it's um, American bad, days. So. Uh, I do have the card here, uh, non-spoiler version. Uh, but spoiler version, because this is the card order uh, from the top. <laughs> we've got AJ Styles and Seth Rollins battling uh, to become the inaugural, but brand new, but also once again, uh, world heavyweight champion. Um, we have Becky Lynch taking on Trish Stratus. We have uh, Walter Gunther defending the Intercontinental title against Mustafa Ali. We have Asuka taking on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship uh, that's on SmackDown. Uh, on Raw for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have Rhea Ripley taking on Natalia. We have Evil Cowboy Brock Lesnar uh, fighting Cody Rhodes. And in our main event of Night of Champions for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship of the World of the Week, it is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against the Bloodline represented by Solo Sokoa, Roman Reigns with Paul. Heyman. 
Boy, howdy. Like, it's a, it's a jacked, juiced card. Like, this is perfect. Seven matches. Nothing really sucked. Yeah, I had my worries that this was going to be like a five-hour marathon like we've had for a lot of these uh, these Saudi Arabia shows, but this was not the case. This was right around three hours. It hit the sweet spot, I thought, and I'm um, excited to get into what we thought was must-watch or must-skip, must Mr. Tim. Um, I want to go a little out of order. I want to go must-skip first, and this is going to surprise you, so hold right. on to your butts. I have been and slightly continue to be pilled out on the nightmare narcotic. Okay. I'm hooked. Cody Rhodes does it for me. I don't know why. Kind of like how, how drugs, um, how drugs do stuff to people. Cody does something to me. I don't know why I can't, I can't figure it out. Um, but Today, this evening, afternoon, was a bridge too far. You mean tell me Cody Rhodes has a broken arm, and then you're gonna you're gonna Lex Luger aces the place's forearm up, hit him with the titanium junk. He can't even raise his arm to do the woe, but he can beat up Brock Lesnar with the the little plated forearm, and then. Whoever whoever produced this match should be shot on sight and they could get away with it in Saudi Arabia. No. Okay. Allegedly. Respectfully. I know I'm confusing my adjectives um, or verbs or whatever. Um, Cody should have tapped immediately. <laughs> yep. In, instead, my man passes out from a double wrist rock lock. No blood, no nothing. Stone Cold Steve Austin was dying in the sharpshooter, okay? Buckets of life plasma pouring, oozing into a Chicago canvas to pass out to the sharpshooter. Cody Rhodes don't even have a runny nose, and he's sitting here struggling. <laughs> Stop it. I'm done. I, Cody needs to do something to win me back. I'm not off the narcotic, but I've I still have my prescription. But you had I'm a bad actively, batch. I'm actively not taking the pills anymore. I don't like the way I feel when I'm on the narcotic anymore. Mm. I don't yeah. like it. I think you and had a bad batch of the narcotic. <laughs> no, I think that I've had the same batch of the narcotic, and mm. now my body is just getting adjusted to it. And now the the effectiveness, the highs aren't as high anymore, and I can't get past the fact that my man is born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. I can't take it anymore. I was more excited to see L.A. Knight in the crowd than I was to see Cody Rhodes come out with like an aluminum plate on his forearm. Yeah. Come on. This yeah. Match was, this match is probably the, it's the worst match of the card. And it's all structure. It was sound. The match was good. If you're talking about match and you're talking about like the X's and O's of a professional wrestling match, this is a good match. However, logically, this match does nothing for me. I cannot. I cannot stand a man. 
considering that they do so many other logical things throughout the night, both before and after this match. This is a complete must skip. I feel like the the streams are being crossed um, because Cody has a lot of um, you can see he's drawing from WCW Sting Surfer era. Except That's Sting, been... except if Sting showed up with broken ribs against Vader, Vader beat Sting. Well, that's what and I'm getting pinned, to. Pinned this one, two, three. That's what I'm getting to. Okay, sorry. Sting, I'm just Sting really would fight. Pissed off that I've been on the drugs for so long, and now I'm finally I'm seeing through the light. Right, Sting would fight valiantly, but ultimately come up short and look no worse for it. But the WWE stream that Cody is trying to be so desperately as this top player main event level guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, etc. It's you can show no weakness whatsoever and you can have no vulnerability. And even if you do find a little bit of a vulnerability there, it can't be your undoing. And you have to pass out due to the pain. That's you not even the, the worst of it. The streams the streams are being crossed, my man. Like you got to commit one way or another. And I think they should have went the sting route and you should have got beat. I think you should have tapped immediately. At least the second time that he got caught in the Kimura. The first time I thought he should have tapped, but then seeing how like they got to the ropes, the fans were really into it. Okay. But once you got caught the second time tap, man, here's my problem with the whole thing. Whole thing I, get it's a fu- I get it's a fight. I get mm-hmm. it's a fight. There's no rules in a fight. Cody's out here doing his best Hulk Hogan impression and like using the weapon that is attached to his arm. And like he uses it once as like an accident. The first time he swings that cast, it looks like it's an accidental punch. Right. And like it's instinctive. And then he's like, oh, I crack Brock and Brock's rolling. And now. He's abusing that one button mash combo on SmackDown that like Spike Dudley diving headbutt. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing to Brock. He's just beating him with this <laughs> cast and it becomes like cheating. For anybody you know, unaware, on SmackDown versus Raw 06, I believe, the yeah. Spike Dudley running headbutt to the stomach was unblockable. Especially like was glitch, online. Yeah, it was a glitch in the game. It could not be blocked. Um, and that's what the Cody uh, cast iron skill titanium was. punch. Whatever. The ace is the plate. The ace. The ace hardware forearm. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. But enough on that match. I'm with you. It's a must skip. I thought it was a great performance from Brock. I'll give him that. Um, Brock continues to find ways to like quietly reinvent himself um, and stay fresh. Brock's the dude, man. Brock rocks. And uh, this is another instance to me of why Brock is a top five uh, GWWE on my list. Um, yeah, he he's awesome. I've really enjoyed what he's been doing recently, and I enjoy the newest version of Brock. Um, I'm going to also piggyback with another must skip. And Tim, I simply was not feeling the Raw Women's Championship match between Asuka and Bianca Belair. I wanted to get into this so badly. I really loved the WrestleMania match. I thought it was a wonderful struggle back and forth. It was clunky 
it was messy, but it was all still controlled. And this match, I felt like I saw the finish coming from a mile away. Not that it was bad. Um, just, I felt like it, like a, a pitch was being tipped. Um, and I don't know if that's just because this is, this title run has kind of run its course without fresh challenges for Bianca. Um, I don't know if it's because Asuka is a, a well-protected character within WWE and she ain't going to be dropping uh, two out of three or three out of three to Bianca Belair. But something was just off. Um, you know, it could have been the flight, the conditions, whatever. I don't know. Um, I know these two have better in the tank. I'm looking forward to seeing them redeem themselves. And I'm not saying this was bad. But this clocked in at 15 minutes on the button, according to Wikipedia. And I would say that it's 15 minutes that you can go ahead and skip. See, I did not see the finish coming at all. And that's what I think saves it for me as being completely must skip. It's definitely not must watch. But that finish is pretty creative for those standards. Absolutely. I'm not hating on it. Right. And that's why I kind of give it the nod, you know, it's just like like, I saw a curveball that was going to try to graze the outside of the black on the plate. I saw it coming. I did not. Okay. And I don't know why I didn't. I was just, I guess I was so locked in on the fact that like Bianca's going to win. Cause like Bianca wins. Right. That's what she does. She's female John Cena. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I'm happy. I'm glad Asuka wins. I'm never going to be against an Asuka victory at all. Uh, no matter how much I enjoy Bianca Belair, I like Asuka a little bit better. Um, and it's good to see Asuka now, like, as the heel champion. Like, actual heel Asuka. Um, and see where that kind of takes us. It's going to be It's going to be fun. Uh, to say the least. Um, as far as must watch goes, uh, Marcus, what was the shortest match on the card? Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Tim, that would be the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Rhea Ripley and Natalia. And how long was that match? We're into Wikipedia, the most trusted source for all things related to the world of wrestling. It was one minute and 10 seconds. Well earned one minute and 10 seconds. You can watch this all day. This is this is the best squash I've seen in a long time. Natty doesn't get gets 0.0 offense. Rhea shoot riptides Natty. Yup. And that's it. That's it. Um this is what the WrestleMania match should have been between Charlotte and uh, Rhea. <laughs> um, yeah. So imagine, because Rhea hasn't wrestled too much since WrestleMania. Right. So imagine that the WrestleMania match is like a four-minute knockout. Like it's a first-round knockout or a second-round right. knockout. Right. And Rhea's up. And then you have the match in Puerto Rico last month, which that goes into the second round, but – um, Zelina's playing on 99 with all the mm-hmm. sliders turned up. 
And then you get to this match. You get back on course. This match is 70 seconds. Wham. That's it. Rhea would look so much better. She looks great here. I love the squash. I This is the presentation I want for her. I, I don't want Dom interference later in the match. Give it to me up front, and then Rhea just pours on 10 runs. <laughs> just just yes. ends it. Yes. <laughs> 10, run, 10 run rules to tell you. Um, yeah, this is a must so watch saying- for me. So you're saying Dom needs to be in the dugout banging on the trash can and then Rhea <laughs> yeah. smashes 10 and then we'll worry right. about the rules later. Like hanging sliders coming. Bang, bang, bang. bang, 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 bang. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm on board with you. That's, that's a must watch for me too. Um, again, Rhea Ripley, somebody who we've really charted since we started this, uh, this podcast. And when we started, I mean, she might've been at her lowest of lows um wwe had kind of taken the magic away from her um they had took away everything that made her special and kind of just made her another superstar and then we've seen her regain herself and her confidence and reinvent herself and uh, find this different version of the character and now the mommy stuff is firing on all cylinders and she's just tremendous uh she always has been but she's really found herself and uh i'm looking forward to seeing her continue this season uh, as the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. Um, Mr. Tim, I have a must-skip, though, and that would be the other women's match, uh, the third women's match. Um, unofficially, the fourth main event of the show, uh, that is Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. This is not to say it's a bad match at all. I think it's actually a pretty good Trish Stratus match. Um, I loved the finish. And I think if the match was a little bit more heated and maybe a little bit shorter, if it burned a little brighter and a little faster, this would earn a must watch from, from me. Um, instead, it kind of plays itself, itself out like a WWE style main event match. Um, but Zoe Stark gets involved and uh, she hits the, the Stark 360, the Zoe 360. Z360. Z360, thank you. Uh, she hits that that whammy knee, wham, um, right to the solar plexus of Becky Lynch. And uh, Go to Stratus. <laughs> Trish Stratus hits the, the, uh, the Bulldog, was at the Stratus faction, and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, picks up the win. And the big note here is um, I was at Raw, the go-home show for, uh, for Night of Champions, and Zoe Stark, seeing her live, she has everything it takes to be a standout WWE superstar, especially in the women's division. Um, she could very easily fit into that upper echelon with Bianca and Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Um, but she needs something to her character or presentation that's a little bit more tangible. And this alliance with Trish Stratus, I'm hoping that this is it. Um, kind of similarly how mickey james um got accustomed to the main roster very quickly being a you know aligned and then you know the split happens with uh with trish in the build-up to wrestlemania 22 but um i think that this very well could be it uh the thing that sparks zoe stark and uh i'm pretty pumped about that it makes me think that trish is going to be a more long-term player in the wwe Mm. um I don't think you can just hot shot good heat onto Zoe and just like 
wish her the best of luck, right? Like you need more, you need multiple weeks of television with Zoe and Trish as an on-screen package um, to make Zoe or to make Zo- something of Zoe after this. This is a great first step for her. Yeah. Um, but we need more interaction between the two and also how that plays with Becky. And then does this lead to Zoe Trish versus Becky Lita again? Like could possibly we're not in the fantasy booking world. We're here just telling you what's must watch. What's must skip. I also am a little less harsh on this match. I don't think it's a must skip, but I also don't think it's a must watch. I think it's a match that exists. Um, I think Trish played her part. I think Becky did her part as well. I don't, I, I don't think that Becky got carried in any way by Trish in this match. I think that, um, I think that they set the tone for the women's matches moving forward throughout the night. Mm, mm-hmm. um, it was really good. Like now looking holistically on the entire card, we got three very different women's matches. Yes. On this card. Yep. And my problem I have with a lot of matches sometimes is that like matches feel the same. Mm-hmm. And with these women's matches, the veteran know-how for Becky and Trish were like, look, we've got two other title matches tonight. We have to do something different. Let's give them different. And like, it's, it's different than anything else on the card women's wise, but it's also like something very different Saudi Arabia, WWE wise, like as a person who's had shit in his heart since the first Saudi Arabia show, um, like I've seen them all. I've 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 watched the garbage that was Natty and and Lacey literally putting on like a exhibition. Uh, an exhibition match. Mm-hmm. And now Trish and Becky are like having a heated brawling on the outside. Yeah. And you're getting run in like female run-ins with people who aren't in full body suits. Like it's it's incre- it's incredible like in a certain light that um, by no means, by no means is this me like trying to like promote Saudi Arabia in any way, in any, any way. But if you're looking at just like the history of the WWE and Saudi Arabia together as a partnership, they've come a very long way. Like between what WWE was presenting at first in Saudi Arabia and now today at Clash of Champ or Night of Champions, like almost half of the card was women. And like yeah, people I mean, thought people thought from the beginning, like you wouldn't be able to get that at all. Like, don't get me wrong, body suits or something else, but that's just the culture. Like you can't and uh, can't fight the culture, right? What you were talking about with um the match style, and we got three different match styles with the women's matches tonight, um, or this afternoon. Um, and even that's a step up from the last time that they were over, which I believe was the might have been the elimination chamber events last year or at least that's the one that's coming to my mind even those felt very like we're playing in a ball pit like very safe very Um, safe 
and still an exhibition where these matches, they all felt like actual competition and yes. an element of danger there. So uh, that's cool to see uh, regardless of, of where the event is taking place. Um, I'm going to, if, if, if it's all right, I'm going to jump here and uh, throw out a must watch, Mr. Tim. I, I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool with your must watch. I'm afraid to like your, I feel like our, our wavelengths are just a bit off though. Like, all right, what do you got? Cause I, cause I think I know where you're going with this must watch. Okay. And I don't think it's a must watch. I don't oh, think it's okay. a must skip. Now I think, I, I think we're talking about the same match. I'm talking about Seth Rollins taking on AJ Styles. It's not must watch. Oh man. Okay. It's, it's very good. It's what I would expect from a Seth Rollins, AJ Styles match. And like the psychology of it is really good at the end. Like it's really good. Yeah. But for me, like the bar was already two things hurt it for me. One going in, the bar was already high. So it had to clear the bar and then some for it to be remarkable. You know what I mean? Now I get it. I'm grading it on a curve and it's a very unfair curve. Like two of the best in WWE in this generation, they're going to put on a three and a half, four star match regardless. Right. But also, and what really hurts this match is that Seth was going to win whether he wanted to or not. <laughs> and like it, you want to talk about seeing the curveball coming? This is literally facing Randy Johnson, knowing you're getting fastball or slider. And you sit fastball. <laughs> and you just hope that he's not throwing it 100 or destroying a bird. Right? <laughs> like, and that, that to me kind of hurt it. Because there was no element of, well, what if AJ wins? Hmm. For two reasons. One, when they created the belt, it was Seth's belt to begin with, right? But two, AJ's on SmackDown. And so is all of his running buddies at the OC. So you're going to break up the OC and AJ Styles is going to win the title and go to Raw? It, It just... I couldn't suspend my, I couldn't suspend the logistics post-match logistics Mm -hmm. to enjoy, to fully enjoy the match that we were presented. I think it's the right call. I think it was the best opener they could have run with. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say, um, I'll give it a good place. Um, the world heavyweight championship is back where it belongs opening a pay-per-view. (laughs) because <laughs> god knows it's never going to get any respect ever like this title is bound to be the opening match title like, ah, i think uh, th- i think this means roman gets more pay-per-views off i think <laughs> i think it's only a matter of time before thanos shows up and starts just gobbling up titles again and then roman just just plucks this title off of seth well, um, one can dream, right? It's it's a must watch for me because it's it's two great WWE superstars current day 
and they're both in their element where they can thrive. And mm-hmm. I think neither one of these guys is best suited for personal issues. I think they are best suited when either they play off of their own history. So when Seth has anything to do with the shield uh, or when AJ has anything to do with like anything pertaining to TNA or his indie run being acknowledged. And they played that into this feud. Uh, no, I say feud, but into this match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a feud of sorts. It's not really, I guess, a rivalry. Um Mm-hmm. I mean, they have history. Yeah. They have WWE history as well. Um, yeah. It's one of the two, it's one of the rare matchups that WWE has not beaten over our heads yet. Right. Yep. Which is wild. I think they've only faced one other time. I think it's just one other time. And it was for um, a title. Yeah. So when these guys are in matches that are mostly about competition and who is the best man on this night. And that style of wrestling lends itself to kind of one-off performance. That's where these guys do their best work, I think. Um, And they were both in their wheelhouse on this night. Um, It was cool to see again, another, another, another baseball comparison. Um, AJ Styles. um, He has sneaky been throwing his fastball at like 92, but with great location. And today was a playoff game, and he was able to dial it back up to, like, 97. He's uh, Verlander, awesome. man. It was awesome to see him, like, whoop, let me tear it up a notch uh, and, and show him show him I still got it. Yeah, considering that this is, like, his first – I did not watch the two matches on SmackDown that got him to this match. Um, I didn't watch the triple threat with Edge and, and Rey Mysterio, and I didn't watch the, the SmackDown – semifinals with him and um bob lashley and and, and i feel uh, as an aside um J- uh pat mcafee is like burrowing into my brain because now every time i say smack down i can't say down i say down down smack down um, say aj 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 dial it up to about 95 uh for okay. that night but since he's come back from injury, it is very good. It is it is good for me as an AJ Styles um, enthusiast to see that AJ can still ramp it up. Right. Um, we don't need it every time he's out there, but no, it's good to know he's still got it. And the same can be said. Uh, same can be said for Seth Rollins. Um, his fastball yeah. might run at ninety nine. And it's been sitting at like 94, 95. Um, and he was able to to turn it up, um, you know, probably about 98 on this night. It was I think he's I think he's very much like a Zach Grinky type where he has a really good fastball, but he has learned to like throw the Ephus pitch. <laughs> and like he he throws this like weird pitches, like I'm throwing 97, and then I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna throw a uh, I'm gonna throw a fastball at 87 miles an hour. I'm gonna throw a changeup at 92, and then I'm gonna Ephus pitch. Like Seth, Seth in the ring has so much command. I think he is not the best in the WWE right now. We will talk about him next. But in ring, Seth's the guy. I don't understand his character at all, which is fine. Same. He is so he is so toyetic. It's not even fair. The big puffy cheetah sleeves today. Sick. Can't wait to see that figure later. 
and like, but Seth is scandal proof in the ring. Like against anybody. Yeah. He he put, he brought Omos to a great match. He kicked and screamed Cody through past three stars. Like he did it. And like, now I'm, now I'm really beating up Cody. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, now, now, he, now he's got the world title though. And it seems like, you know, his mission with this title is to kind of make it, um, you know, a workhorse a, belt. A work, right. A workhorse world title. Um, and it, I think it's going to be a great, um, a great change up from kind of the main event spectacle of, uh, of Roman Reigns, who uh, we will talk about now, as that is really our last match to talk about. And uh, Mr. 1000, Mr. 1000, congrats. And uh, I think we're both on the same page here. Must must watch. I Anytime Roman Reigns is on television, it's must watch. And this this is where we're going to find our confrontation. Okay. We've been yeah. real copacetic for the first 30 some minutes. Okay. Only one man main events over Cody Rhodes in present day WWE. It's Roman Reigns. It's not bad bunny. It's not any sort of local celebrity. You trot out. It's not the world heavyweight championship. Cody is positioned in such a way that he is the main event or he is the next two main event. And the only thing greater than Cody Rhodes in the WWE universe as of right now is Mr. Ua, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Well, I, uh, I disagree, but uh, he is the dude um, that yeah. is undisputed. Um the greatest main eventer, the greatest WWE superstar, whatever you want to consider the modern well, era. I don't know about that because you didn't put him number one, you coward. You didn't you didn't submit a vote, coward. I didn't submit a vote. <laughs> I, I was trying to flip you. <laughs> you should have submitted yours. Um he's the dude. Um I think we're both on the same page. The energy from this match was very much house show energy. Oh my god. Roman and that is not the, a bad thing. Roman for the first eight minutes is like he is working the Norfolk scope on a Sunday night. He's just working the crowd, man. He's out here, he's he's picking his spots, he's about to get hit. Oh no, I'm ducking out. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle up, I'm about to lock up. Nope, tag, get me out of there. Nope, no work, no hard work. All easy. Um, but just when I think that the bloodline story is tapering off for me, then they do something like this. And, and totally, totally redeems <laughs> Um I'm shocked it's Jimmy. Yep. I'm shocked it's Jimmy. I'm shocked it's Jimmy and it makes all the sense at the same time that it's Jimmy mm-hmm. because Roman is attacking the tag team. Uh, you could call it a microaggression, whatever, but he is aggressing towards the tag team, the brothers. Uh, and that seems to be Jimmy's hill to die on. And it like, 
even even stuff that Jimmy said during the beatdown, where he's like, "I'm doing what you should have done from the beginning," talking about the Hell in a Cell match, like, Ugh. and now it just gives me so much more for Money in the Bank, right? Because now, just from tonight, Money in the Bank is wide open. Yeah. There's yeah. three members of the bloodline that can win this, this thing. Uh, we could see a tag match between the bloodline. So it's, Isn't that it's, wild? So here, here's, here's, if I were to have done it over, like, I'm cool with the finish. I loved everything about it. But how much cooler would it have been if Roman and Solo, after, after everything, they still win the tag titles? Okay. If it was any other team besides Sammy and Kevin, Sammy and KO, yeah, uh, yeah, in Saudi Arabia, one. yeah, but they win the tag titles, and now the Usos go and knock off Roman as champ, and like the Usos together, one D Roman and pin Roman for the tag titles. We could still get there? Possibly. Like, again, so if, if you hadn't watched the event, um, it's tor- there's a ref bump, of course. Um, typical Bloodline Formula match. Very, un- very, very much same second verse, same as the first, until uh, the like stuff actually starts happening. Right. So Usos come out. They attack Kevin Owens. Uh, they take care of him. They go in the ring to get Sam Zayn. They give them a super kick each third super kick duck by Sammy solo eats the double super whammy. He's gone. They're both like, uh Oh crap. Roman sees that they just super kicked their brother. Um, Roman comes in the ring says, I thought I told you all stay home. Don't need your help. Get out of here. Pushes Jimmy. Uh, Jay. Jay tries to reason with the tribal chief. Uh, He very gently puts hands on the tribal chief. Trying to get his attention, trying to uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call that? Trying, trying to uh, try to reason with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Pie faces Jay, and that's enough for Jimmy. Wham! Super kick. Uh, then there's some more pathos going on there between the Usos. Roman's on his knees. Super kick again from Jimmy, and then Jay is kind of in. Man, we shouldn't have done that. Um, but he ends up walking away as Jimmy keeps saying, he's not your brother. I am. It's us. It's us. It's, it's not, it's not him. Um, so I know a lot of people wanted the one D to Roman. I'm glad they didn't. Cause this leaves more meat on the bone, man. Um, a big mistake was made. A big boo-boo was had, but it doesn't have to be a death blow. Um, this is just a flesh wound. It can be. Um, it, this makes for better television over the course of the next however many weeks. And I'm looking forward to it now. This is a, a really good wrinkle that could go many different ways. For sure. For sure. And it's absolutely must watch. Um, just because Roman deserves that. Roman Roman is the top guy. He's head of the table, the tribal chief, Mr. Ua'a, Mr. 1000. Mr. Smash them, stack them, but the walls are crumbling around you, Mr. Reigns. 
very, very interesting to see where things uh, shake up as we head towards London for Money in the Bank and then Detroit for the SummerSlam, uh, the, the Summerfest, and uh, see where the rest of the WWE roadmap takes us. Uh, it's MVP time. Who's our MVP? Uh... It's got to be the big dog, man. Um, it it felt like, and I texted this to uh, our group of buddies after the show, it kind of felt like a Disney Channel movie where there's like a big jerk and the underdogs win at the end of the movie and they're like champions or whatever. And then this big jerk is left all by himself. And you're kind of like, hey, man, like that's what you get for being a big a big jerk. Roman played the big jerk perfectly on this night. We've seen him um, be vicious, be unforgiving, be relentless, um, be desperate. Uh, but on this night, he he had he had uh, the odds backfire against him, man. And it was cool to see a a different uh, a different side of Roman. He was so cocky. He was so arrogant. He was so sure of himself. Um, and it all came back to bite him, man. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty sweet. Um, for me, the MVP of the night is going to be Trish Stratus. Hmm. She set the tone for women's matches in her victory over Becky Lynch. And she reached down and is trying to, is going to try to pull up a fresh new face in the WWE. It's a fantastic start for Zoe start. Um, so for me, my money is going to Trish um, for MVP hard, not to vote against Roman hard, not to vote against Seth hard, not to vote against Rhea, but it's Trish for me. Um, of course, these are just our thoughts, our opinions. It's not necessarily something that's hard, true fast, but we thank you for joining us on the North South connection. Uh, after every pay-per-view and premium live event, we're turning around and we're running it back tomorrow as uh, we are back together for double or nothing. Um, oh, that's going to be a long card, but it's going to be fun. Uh, so much for you to consume on the North South connection, whether it be on the podcast feed through Podbean or your podcatcher of choice or over on YouTube, uh, just search for the North South connection. There's stuff going up on the daily that we have uh, between, as we mentioned, WWE War and No Holds Barred and Wrestling Warzone, get a Jenny position, G GC Dub. Um, there's a whole bunch of shorts too, the Cronoso monthly stuff. Just so much to take in for the Noso. We're doing it all for you, and we appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can uh, on Twitter at not the Toolman for me, the Wrestling Speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know. Uh, at T and M shows um, for us, uh, for all, all that we do both on and off the network. Um, so if you, you can catch anything for WWE war, anything reviewers choice, anything for our other podcast, final wrestling place on the soon to be named network, uh, soon to be named network.com for that. Um, a shout out to our pot adjacent friends over at at odds with wrestling. We need wrestling and hi, ya bussy. Uh, but 
until then, uh, until tomorrow, when we shift gears from the shit-brained version of WWE into the con-filled AEW, uh, just remember, no matter what we think, no matter what we say, the choice is yours.